This is another Astros podcast. And Charlie Borton on the mound for the Astros. Activated from the disabled list, pitching for the first time since August 28th. Went on the DL the next day with shoulder discomfort. Borton, 13-3, eighth in the AL, the 3.14 ERA. Bogart standing in, 4 for 11 with a home run and two doubles in his career off Borton. First pitch, and Bogart bounces it right side, passed Altuve and in the right field. That'll score bets. Ben Attendee stops at second, and the Red Sox lead 1-0. Red Sox get a run on three hits. Bogarts with the RBI single. And after one, Red Sox one, Astros nothing. Trying to find a way to, to get Correa going. And Correa saying before the game that the back injury still affecting him slightly. Didn't want to use it as an excuse. Said maybe it got him into some bad habits that he's trying to get out of. And Correa hitting 165 in 24 games since coming off the DL with two extra base hits. That's the thing about injuries is that it can get you into bad habits, and that's why they worry about pitchers maybe with a leg injury. 1-1, and Correa drives this one to left center. Going back on it, Benatendi. It's past him, and one hops the green monster. Correa trying to get to second. The throw in the second, not nearly in time. It's a stand-up double for Correa in scoring position with one out. Third extra base hit for Correa in his last 25 games. That's a welcome sight. 1-0. And White drives this pretty deep to center field. That sends back Bradley, still going back. He leaps, and it's off his glove and kicks past him. Correa scores. White around second. He's on his way to third, and Tyler White with a triple. The Astros have tied it at one. Tyler White's third triple of the season. A deep drive to center field. Bradley almost made a circus catch on that ball, but it tipped off his glove as he crashed into the wall. And there goes Tyler White. Jake needs to get this one in play. The Astros good with runners on third and less than two outs. The best in baseball. Rodriguez working from the third base side of the rubber. Delivers. And Marisnik hits this pretty deep to center. It backs up Bradley. This will score the run. Bradley gets behind it. White scores. And White will score easily. And it is a 2-1 to Astros lead. Jake Marisnik with his 24th RBI on the sacrifice fly. How's that for an 0-2 swing? A mistake pitch by Rodriguez, and Marisnik ripped it to center field. That was a great plate appearance. Well, it's pretty fun to watch Alex Bregman take batting practice with that green monster. He just puts dents in it. Here's the 1-0. And he hits this one to left field. That's going to back up the left fielder, Benintendi. He'll look up, and that is gone. Alex Bregman over the green monster. The Astros lead 3-1 on Bregman's 30th home run of the season. How hot is Alex Bregman right now. That is his fifth home run in his last seven games and he has ten extra base hits over those seven games. First start for Morton since August 28th. Last nine starts for for Morton has a three and one record an ERA of four point three five. He comes set now the pitch. And he got him swinging. Great curveball from Morton, and he strands two more. As the Astros head back to the dugout, they lead it 3-1 to one over the Red Sox. That ball's hit hard to right field. That's going to carry all the way to Betts, and he fights with the lights but makes the catch before it hits the ground. Tagging at third base is Springer. He'll score on the RBI sacrifice fly by Guriel. The Astros with a 5-1 to one lead. Here's the pitch by Morton. That ball's driven to left center field. That's hit a long way toward the monster, and it's brought down by Jake Marisnik. What an impossible catch. Out of nowhere, it crashed against the middle of the green monster, the out-of-town scoreboard, and that will erase the slate for the Boston Red Sox.
That's why Jake Marisnik's out there. We'll go to the fifth at Fenway. The Astros lead it five to one. This ball's driven pretty deep to left center field by Bogarts. Kemp is back, and he will watch that one go. Into the green monster seats for Bogarts, who homers for a second straight day. Charlie Morton gets through the fifth, gives up a home run to Bogarts, and we go to the sixth inning. Astros five, Red Sox two. And Josh James still on the mound for the Astros. He was great in his first inning of work in the sixth, coming in for Charlie Morton. One, two, three, and struck out the last batter he faced, but now he's got the top of the order. Two outs, the pitch. And that's in on J.D. Martinez, and he pokes it out to right field. Easy play for Springer. And it's six up, six down for Josh James. Astros trying to get a step closer to advancing to the postseason, leading the Red Sox 5-2, to two, bottom of the eighth. Josh James out for his third inning of work. He's retired all six he's faced. 0-2. Oh, Swing and a miss. Strikes out Bogarts. And that is the third strikeout for James. Got him in an off-speed pitch. 3-2 again. Breaking ball in there for strike three. Kinsler doesn't like it, but that is the second out. How about the job by Josh James? Needs some innings. Two and two-thirds, just one hit. No walks and four strikeouts. He was phenomenal. D.J. Hinch out to the mound. He's going to bring in Ryan Presley. Presley's been brilliant with the Astros with the three-pitch mix. He throws the, the fastball, mid-90s mostly, 95 to 97. And a great curve, great slider. First time Devers has ever faced Presley. Here's a 2-2. Breaking ball in there for strike three, and Devers knew it. Goes down looking, and the inning is over. So Mitch Moreland, a one-out double. He's stranded. And we go to the ninth. Astros five, Red Sox two. Osuna got the save last night with a 1-2-3 ninth. And on the year, 2-2, two two, 14 saves and 15 chances, a 2.37 ERA, and now the 1-2. And that's hit through the left side, a base hit. Betts, or Swihart scores. Betts goes to third, and it's 5-3 Astros. Benatendi comes through, and the tying run is aboard, and J.D. Martinez comes to the plate as the winning run for Boston. Martinez windmills the bat around as he waits. Runners at the corners, one out. Bottom of the ninth, 5-3 Astros. Osuna delivers. Ground ball left side. Correa charges. Fields a second for one. Altuve on the first. That's two. And that's the ball game. The Houston Astros hold on and defeat the Red Sox 5-3. They've taken the first two games of this series. And that's seven straight victories for the Astros. Perfect in September. The Astros and the best team on the road. And they take care of business at Fenway. Now 49-21 on the road. And a sweet rollover to end it. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros wrap up this series uh, in Boston against the Red Sox. And, you know, Alex Bregman has been on, on quite a roll here, Jeff. You know, seven-game hit streak, has a hit in every game in September, and he's been doing damage as well as 10 of his 12 hits this month have been for extra bases. And, you know, he's getting a lot more attention lately, but he's, he's had a, a fantastic year, and, Maybe he doesn't win the MVP, but he's, he's certainly going to get a lot of votes. No question. And, you know, I think we've been talking about how hot Alex Bregman has been, but it's been going on for so long now that you really have to think about the season in its entirety. And he does deserve to be talked about with Mookie Betts and Mike Trout and some of the other players that have had exceptional seasons. He's, he's right up there with them. And without him, there's no way we'd be where we are right now. So, he's, for me, he's been the MVP of our team this year so far. As we plug along here through September, and I know things can change along the way, but, man, we were blown away with Josh James, not for the first time, now for the second time, 
two and a third uh, yesterday. And, and not just the numbers for Josh James, but the way he's doing things. Does he have a chance to make the playoff roster? I think that's why you saw him in the game yesterday, because yeah. we're not going to have too many opportunities to put him in a situation where he's facing the best lineups in baseball in a really intense environment. So, you know, A.J. wanted to make sure we got him into the series in, in the bullpen to see what he's got. And I was, uh, I was impressed. Not only did he get through the bottom of the order, but then, you know, he went through the top three guys and, and came out for a third inning after that. So that means that A.J. has confidence in him. He certainly looked confident out there yesterday, and the stuff is electric. So, so yeah, I think we're going to see a little more of him the rest of the month, and we're considering it a uh, an audition for hopefully some bigger innings uh, later this year. Awesome. So we've seen Josh James pitch out of the bullpen, get a start. We've seen Framber Valdez inserted into the rotation, slated to start again on Tuesday in Detroit. Any concern at all in terms of, of innings with, with James or, or Valdez? No, I don't think so, because neither of them are going to um, really have enough innings between now and the end of the year, or even if they pitch in the postseason. So uh, we, we really manage these guys' innings, especially the guys that we think have a chance to come up, knowing that we might need an extra 10 or 20 from them in September and October. So uh, both of them are good to go, and I know they're delighted to be part of this uh, part of this team and contributing. Jeff, I reread an article last night, and it was you talking about that you had Ryan Presley on your radar for quite a while now. You guys love the spin on different pitches. How have you utilized what you saw in him before, and what's he doing differently here? Well, he had made some changes this offseason coming into the year this year. Right. He's a guy we've always had our eye on, but he was a better pitcher this year for the Twins than he was last year, and we certainly looked at all his stuff and tried to figure out why. And really, even if all we did was get him exactly the way he was in Minnesota, that was our goal. Now, coming over here with the information we have and some of the tweaks that, that Strami and Doug White and our, our analytics team might want him to look at, you know, he has a chance to get even better. But really, when we acquired him, we weren't acquiring him with the idea that he's going to get better when he gets here. We just wanted to get Ryan Presley over here because we knew how good he already was. Mm. And I think he's shown us that. Certainly has. And uh, got to see Charlie Morton return from the disabled list yesterday, uh, getting the win, giving up. Uh, two runs over over five innings. Obviously, good to have Charlie healthy, a guy who has struggled to to get through full seasons at, at points in his career. Do you think uh, having the the ten days or so on the disabled list maybe will help him down the stretch? Kind of a refresher for him. I do, and and we always thought from the beginning of the year that there's going to be maybe one or two times through the season where we probably give Charlie a little bit of a rest, and his shoulder was barking a little bit, so we gave him. One start off, we're heading into September, but you know we're gonna we're gonna keep riding him the rest of the month and, and throughout hopefully October because he's a huge weapon for us as we saw yesterday. He can pitch in big games against great teams, and he can you know he's pitched out of the bullpen as well. So I was excited to see him back out there last night. The velocity looked good, the, the breaking ball looked good, and so you know he's a guy that we're definitely gonna be counting on the rest of the month. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks once again joined by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros wrap up this series uh, with the, the Boston Red Sox. And I mean, you think about this series, Jeff, obviously the Red Sox, the best record in baseball. Astros tie with the Yankees for second best in baseball coming into play today. Uh, th did you and your staff kind of see this series as, as a bit of a measuring stick? Because, I mean, there's a good chance you could see this Red Sox team again next month. Yeah, and, you know, last year we played the Red Sox at the end of the season, but both of us were already pretty well assured of our spots, so there was a little less on the line there. And so I think both managers were being a little cagey about what to show. But this time, you know, we I think it really is for the, the competitive juices are out there. Obviously, our fans showed up in tremendous numbers to support us here this weekend in Boston, and that's been fun to see. But, 
it is uh, possibly the last time that we're going to be facing a team of, of this caliber before the postseason. So I know our guys are certainly getting up for it, and so far they've shown pretty well. Jeff, one of the cool things that we saw, and it was the in the bottom of the first inning on Friday night against the Red Sox, and it was almost kind of a tone setter when we saw Martin Maldonado gun out a runner at second base. It was Ben Benintendi for a strike him out, throw him out. And I think that's kind of set the tone because Boston hasn't been as eager to run since it. And for you guys, I think toward the end of the games in particular, you guys want to make sure you can clamp things down in the running game. I think so. And, you know, Alex Cora knows all of our tricks, and he right. also knows how teams ran against us last year, and I'm sure, you know, he's thinking about it. But certainly when Maldonado threw that runner out right away, it sort of puts a question in your mind because you don't want to give away any extra outs. So, it's you know, it's great having McCann back, his left-handed bat, and the way he receives and, and the calls the game. It's great having Maldonado there and then Stassi as the third guy. So, I think our catching core is much better shape right now than it has been all year, and I'm, I'm delighted with it. Well, the Fresno Grizzlies still in the postseason and uh, scheduled to play game five against El Paso. Uh, actually, the same time that, that the Astros get this game started here against the Red Sox. So obviously minor league season hopefully extends a little further for that Fresno Grizzlies club. But uh, what are you guys thinking in terms of possibly some more September call-ups? Or, or do, do you think there will be more if, if everything stays where it is right now? My sense is as soon as they're eliminated, which could be later tonight, as you mentioned, um, we'll probably bring up a player or two, and then we'll tell a, a bunch of other players to just hang tight if we need them um, to be ready. And that's, that's typically how we've done it. Um, we feel like we've got enough players right now to give everybody rest and to win the ballgames we need to win. But there's a couple of other guys that we'll probably bring up if they have certain roles. So it's something that AJ and I have been discussing. And you know, hopefully we don't have to decide that tonight, but if we do, um, you know, might be some new players around tomorrow. And you've got a, a, lot, a big bench right now, Jeff, and you have Tony Kemp who could come in and pinch hit. You have Jake Marisnik who, who basically made a game-saving cash la last night. Is there any one little uh, wart that you feel like this team needs to address before uh, hopefully make the playoffs? Not really. I mean, I think, you know, if Jake Marisnik is going to be playing defense and, and starting games like he has uh, this weekend, you know, you, you, you lose the opportunity to bring him in as a pinch runner. Right. So we need to think about, you know, maybe adding someone else that we can bring in to, to play that role. Gotcha. Other than that, I think we're in pretty good shape right now. We've got lefties. We've got righties. We've got power arms out of the bullpen. We've got just about everything we need on the bench. So I think uh, AJ's feeling pretty good about it. So as long as everybody stays healthy, I think the group yeah. that's out there is pretty much the group you'll see. You, you know, we, we kind of alluded to it a little earlier talking about, you know, Josh James and, uh, possible role for him moving forward and postseason roster and things of that nature. And, you know, looking at the, the bullpen for the Astros, and obviously you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but if you're thinking about a potential postseason bullpen in October, looks like there, there are, I mean, you have a lot of options, obviously, but also uh, it sounds, seems like there, there could be some guys who uh, have performed pretty well and have been big parts of this team this year and previous years who may not be on that roster to start off. I think that's almost guaranteed. There's going to be some players that don't make the roster that, that feel like they belong and probably do belong. But, you know, the, the, the decisions can be made on who we're playing, who we're matching up against, and there's going to be certain teams that, that certain pitchers match up better against their hitters. And same thing for our guys, the roles off the bench, as the, you know, whether we carry three catchers or an extra, you know, right-handed or left-handed bat off the bench or a defender or a runner. All those things are going to have to be decided based off of who we're facing, how healthy they are what the uh, matchups are, pitching matchups and all that. So my guess is even if someone misses, uh, you know, he's off the roster for the first round of, of the playoffs, if we're fortunate to 
pass on, they may make it on the second round. We saw that last year. There were some guys that were off the first round and made it the second round and the third round. So everybody's going to have a chance, but uh, we're going to make the best decision for the organization. And, Jeff, and we've been saying this for two or three weeks, but uh, you have to respect what the Oakland A's are doing. They're not going anywhere, are they? It is so frustrating uh, <laughs> looking at the scoreboard every day. And, yeah. you know, they go behind and then they get ahead. And especially with Laureano, the guy that we drafted out there, helping them out defensively and offensively. But, you know, it's fun. I kind of like the competition. It keeps our guys sharp every game, every out, every at-bat means yep. something for us. And, you know, we've got to keep grinding away. And that's that's what the playoffs are all about is grinding away every at-bat. So it's, it's going to put us in a good mindset. But uh, hopefully we can keep this lead and all the way to the end. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. The Houston Astros Radio Network. And Alex Lines is in the left center field. That's a base hit. Fisher around third and coming home. The throw to the plate. Not in time. Astros win. Astros win. Robert Ford. He's a baseball player. Alex Bregman. Steve Sparks. That's how you play baseball. The Houston Astros Radio Network.